0: is session and we're at the start of a brand new month we are at february 2022 and it's going to be swinging hard with some heavy hitters welcome everybody i am your host scott white also known as professor rpg and once again i'm joined by my assistant professor the Zack to my cloud the wonderful alex o'neill how's it going alex
1: hey i hope i'm not the zach to your cloud i die so tragically <laughs>
0: But you don't, though. We don't know. Yes, if true. We don't know if you don't. I'm,
1: I live in a world of infinite possibility.
0: It's true. We don't. The know
1: unknown journey continues.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but yes, how here. are you, my friend? I'm good. I, uh, you know, ups and downs, health-wise, uh new year. Uh, by the time, well, I not by the time people hear this, but very soon they will know about our new show so uh which i was hopefully going to get out the day we're recording this but it'll take a little bit longer but (laughs) february there will be a a new uh dungeons and dragons thing to look forward to so people can uh so excited! yeah it's a fun time i i have been told that you guys the players have been having a good time so
0: it is a lot of fun you've been doing fantastic but we are here to talk about some rpgs coming out this month but first of course as always we need to uh let's talk about the games we have been playing now it's um the craziness of the holidays and i bought a house and all sorts of craziness we did not record a f- january look ahead and there weren't like too many rpgs coming out um in january so uh wasn't too concerned but uh yeah, Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, that's what it was. What, uh, pretty much. But what have you been? Uh, what you've been playing there, uh, Alex? What RPGs? Uh,
1: weird, weird list. I to follow up. I feel like because we did talk about it last time. The Final Fantasy mm-hmm. fourteen journey uh, continued. Um, I have had to like mm-hmm. stop <laughs> because I played a lot of that game, and I was definitely like. In Endwalker, and I was very Mm -hmm. burnt out. I was like, I just need to take a step back from this, and then I'm at, like, a good stopping point, so let me come back where I can be, like, a little bit more excited Mm -hmm. to be playing. Because I was at a point where, I like, every time I would go into a dungeon, I was like, ugh. it was just dragging on and on Mm -hmm. for me, and that was not fun. I was enjoying, obviously, the story, uh, and I was into it, but... Uh, I will. I'm probably gonna like take just a quick break and yeah. then wrap that up. Hopefully before uh, Destiny comes out.
0: Yeah, I kind of did the same thing. I think I'm a little further than you, um, mm-hmm. but I think I still have like 50 quests left until I'm caught up with the main story, which is the closest I've ever been to being like caught up with this game. So I'm very excited. Uh, yeah, same. Um, but I find I found myself. And this goes with I think all the expansions that I can remember like um Shadowbringers, Stormblood, this one it's like the I feel like so much of the early parts of the expansions are fluff. Like I just don't care like you go from sure. such a big high in like the craziness at the end of Shadowbringers and then it goes to like oh, let's go, let's go to an island. Oh, let's let's try out the foods like like all these things before it ramps back up again and i kind of wish i could just go straight into the ramped up part
1: yeah i definitely found like playing all of them back to back like Mm -hmm. okay so i just got to a new area which means i'm going to meet kind of like the leader of this area and just do useless stuff for them for like three hours yeah (laughs) and that like always happens and it's kind of a bummer um, and it it does like the, the like anime thing of like these episodes feel like filler, but then like later on all of those characters come back mm-hmm. and, and kind of they they resolve the conflicts that that they set up with those characters. So so it is like it has meaning, but it is kind of frustratingly meandering when you're mm-hmm. in it, you know.
0: And yeah, I wonder how it would have been like had I had six months a year between well i don't think it was six months but like a long period of time before to kind of want to ramp back up that i've been doing like raids or dungeons and things before new content
1: a thing i kept looking up like as i was finishing Shadowbringers, um was like when did, the in the post-game of Shadowbringers, mm-hmm. when did this patch actually, like, come out for, like... Because so, I I had no point of reference for how this stuff yep. came out. So it's like, oh, the last Shadowbringers patch, I think, came out in May of 2021. Uh, so it's like, okay, you know, that, that does set up a, yeah. a way more interesting kind of, like, crescendo into Endwalker. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is like, oh, man, I wish I could have been there for it. But also, I am grateful that I can just kind of play the whole game and then be done with
0: it. <laughs> yeah, my goal is to get caught up by because they just announced, I think, a couple hours ago. Yoshi P is doing an Ask the Developer thing in like middle of February, like February seventeenth, I think, where he like outlines and kind of reveals the next ten year plan for Final Fantasy fourteen. So and doing like a question and answer with Endwalker. So I want to be caught up with that, mm-hmm. so I can kind of listen Damn. and I don't spoil things for myself. That's that's my goal. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm, yeah, like, I think I'm on like on the level eighty-four I think So I guess like what's the last, the last thing that's on, happened so. for you? Uh,
1: yeah. Um. Yep. It is spoiler stuff. I. Th- there was some moon events mm-hmm. that happened. Moon related yep. things Some crazy happen. stuff with and the moon. I, I love moon I feel Moondoggle. like I'm about to leave the Moondoggle moon. Moondoggle is basically.
0: luxurious. Uh, yes. I. I've... Yep.
1: Moon <laughs> Moondogger is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met a bunch of bunnies. Yep. <laughs> Little tiny bunnies. The, That's the, the last thing that happened. The, they all woke the, uh, up. the uh, Final Fantasy IV. Lots of callbacks to Final on? Fantasy
0: IV. Um, for sure. Mm hmm. Great music.
1: Yeah. Some great callbacks. Uh, I mean, that's kind of 14's whole thing. But, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's good stuff. I'm enjoying it, though, overall. I would say, I want to ask you, because you and I had the benefit of, like, hindsight and being removed of things. And you also just finished Shadowbringers. Would you consider Shadowbringers one of the best Final Fantasy
0: stories ever made? I don't know. I think... It's, like, I think it, playing through it, like, I loved yeah, a Shadowbringers. I loved Emmet. Emmet? Emmet Selk? Um, but. Yeah. And I seems loved, like, the all the stuff that, with that the um, Asians that we discover and kind of the lore drops. And I, I loved all that. But as a self Like, it would be yeah. hard-pressed for me to say, it's like, oh, my gosh. This is... Like, the best Final Fantasy ever. I think it's probably my favorite expansion? Yeah. But it's also been a really long time since I've played Realm Reborn in Heaven's Ward. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Um. But I remember really liking all the stuff with Heaven's Ward, too. Like, I love the aesthetic. I love the dragons. I love the characters introduced.
1: Yeah, the Ishgard is and fantastic. Well. I
0: love the architecture. Um, there's a lot of, it and
1: it. I like. I, I appreciate that each kind of main character of your party, of your surrogate party, essentially mm-hmm. does kind of get the their expansion to shine, and that is definitely like Alphino's like time mm-hmm. to shine. Like you spend, he's obviously the kind of central partner to you throughout the entire series, but. For me, that was him, like, you know, he just got humbled with the whole Crystal Brave situations, and you're like fully on the lamb, basically. Uh, so it's just kind of you and him out there doing what you can to survive, and and you, I feel like, you get a really good appreciation for his character. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where he starts his arc, obviously. Uh, so, so Heaven Sword definitely, I, I have a special place in my heart for it,
0: yeah. Um, really really cool stuff but yeah i'm hope well by this time next month uh we can talk about um and walker yeah. i'm i'm trying to put together i feel like final fantasy 14 is one of those games where i need another mega episode with like a bunch of guests just because yeah. so many of our friends play this and are so like cam eric um, so many people are like so deep into this game. I feel like I need to do another. Yeah. Like
1: Na- Natalie Flores, like yeah. she, she's part of the reason why I'm playing it all and, and stuff like that. So, and obviously and Mike, Justin, Michael, hi,
0: i yes. so from Fanbite and everything. I, I, I feel like I need to do another giant deep dive into, a uh, into this, but yeah, it seems worth
1: it for sure. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, but what else have you been playing?
1: Outside of that, um, I went back in my anticipation for Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, finally, sat down and and just knocked out the last few missions of the Frozen Wilds expansion. I wanted to play more of the game at like because they recently updated it to sixty FPS. Mm-hmm. But I realized like where I'm at in that game is like. <laughs> just like collect-a-thon and i just hate that so much in open world games um as i've learned about myself thank you ghost of tsushima for teaching me that (laughs) i don't need to like all open world games it's fine um but just going through uh frozen wilds it was cool kind of like putting myself back in that story because i had finished that game last year for the first time um or the year before, one of the two. I mm-hmm. believe it was last year, um, and so I, I the story is still relatively fresh in my mind. Uh, and now I, I see the kind of connective tissue that le- is leading into Forbidden West, and you know, playing it again. I like my big love for that game is the combat. Uh, I just love how it feels. It's so intense, mm-hmm. and it's like so explosive. Um, there were definitely some things where I'm like, oh, like when you're in a corner, the camera is useless and stuff like that. That I hope is better in the sequel, but it it refreshed me enough to to remind me of like this is a good game. It has a lot of problems, but I think a lot of these things will be better with iteration, uh, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what's coming. And I'm I'm just really excited.
0: Yeah, I'm. That's one of the things I think Becky would really like watching or playing horizon. So I kind of want to sit down and finally push myself through and, and play through horizon zero dawn before I get into forbidden West, but I'm anxious to see how it does. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll do Vent I think it'll do gangbusters. Yeah. I think it'll be a, a huge, huge win for, for yeah, Sony. that first game sold um, so, so well. Oh yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, I like, I like Aloy a lot. I know of the things that get a lot of criticism in that series. I feel like she does. Uh, And there's, like, certainly valid arguments Mm -hmm. as far as, like, cultural issues with some of the aesthetic stuff in that game. But Aloy as a character and kind of her indignance and her, like, just being so over everyone not seeing anything for what it actually is. Like, I I just really empathize with that. And I like that you get the choice to make her kind of more empathetic or more, like, logical or more uh, kind Mm -hmm. of brutish. Uh, and I think those choices go a long way, honestly, and and don't get enough credit. So I'm I'm hoping to see that expanded on more, and just to spend more time with that character. I think she's just really good.
0: Now I haven't looked too deeply in like or watched many of the trailers for this. How is have they said how far past or like how far ahead in the timeline Forbidden West is taking place?
1: They've said so. The beginning is six months after Zero Dawn, um, but some images and stuff in the trailers seem to imply there could be some kind of time jump uh, in the game. And my okay. my guess is that you know you're gonna start kind of close home-, to home base six months later, and then you will travel to this new location, mm-hmm. uh, and that will take some amount of time. And so the characters will look a little different after.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll be anxious the to hear other about it. The big thing, Destiny um, Two.
1: Let me tell you, we're talking about it yeah. soon. But hey, it's still great. Um, doing there's you know a lot of stuff is is going to be kind of going away once Witch Queen comes out. A lot of the the seasonal stuff, specifically all the seasons that have happened since uh, mm-hmm. Beyond Light came out last uh, November. So I've been kind of going through and checking all the boxes of, like, I want to have this gun, which is not going to be as easily available, uh, or I want to try and get a roll of this, and basically kind of going through some checklists. I've I've become the full mm-hmm. Destiny Sicko, where, like, I've filled up my inventory with all the highest-ranking <laughs> upgrade materials, and then, like, I kept grinding them so that way my Postmaster is full with them as well. Uh, and... Uh, like just, very nice, very I, I've nice. been completing like the the seals, which are like basically a list of challenges that get you a title. Um, there's one for each season, and then there's also one for each uh, like expansion location. Um, so I got the one for Beyond Lights, which takes a long time, and it's one of those things I just oh I gotta remember to do this kind of obtuse thing this week. Uh, I finally got that. I finally knocked off a bunch of challenges. I have like many weapons that I've been trying to, to kind of get a good roll on and, and putting them into storage. So at this point, I'm like in full prep mode. Uh, and and I'm ready to like ease off the gas, basically. Like what I've been doing with it mostly is just mm-hmm. running one of the raids every week with, with the folks that I run with and uh, hopefully one day getting this yeah. goddamn exotic weapon to drop from Vault Glass. Uh, it's just a total random drop and i've run that raid i think like 22 times and it has not dropped yet um that's not too uncommon that's relatively par for the course but it's Mm -hmm. just like doing it once a week getting in there (laughs) sometimes i'll switch to all three of my characters and run the boss three times back to back to back for three chances at it sometimes i don't want to put up with that um but i like you know i I recently, yeah. it is, it I, takes some dedication. dedication. If you want those, like, kind of difficult random drops, I did, um, we've been replaying the the Last Wish raid a lot, which is the raid from the Forsaken expansion, which is just an amazing raid, especially now that I've played it a bunch of times, uh, and I got the exotic to drop from that one, which is called 1000 Voices, um, which has been good, and that that felt like a win. That was like my first earned raid exotic, <laughs> as far as like a random drop is concerned, and and that felt good. But yeah, it's it's full prep. You know, just looking at trailers, thinking about guns, wondering how weapon crafting is gonna work. Yeah. Uh, just excited. Uh, and the the last uh, there yeah, go. I brought a little surprise here. Very.
0: Yeah, you you dropped me on you yeah, dropped this, this one this on me. I was in not December, expecting it because
1: uh, I all. knew I would be one of like six people <laughs> in the world that were would play this. But I was anticipating mm-hmm. the uh, the fates fatesworn I think expansion is the name of it for Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. This new expansion for this uh, old
0: re reckoning. Re reckoning. Exactly. Excuse me. A uh, new expansion
1: for an old game. I like. There's so few times when this has happened. Uh, like the um, this is, doesn't count as much, I think. But like the Tiny Tina, Borderlands expansion for Borderlands 2, that is coming out. That crescendos into the new mm-hmm. Borderlands spinoff. Like that's cool. Uh, they're also putting that out as like a standalone thing, which is neat. Um. But, yeah, this is very much not a standalone thing. Um, I think you can only access this Fatesworn stuff after you finish the main game, which I did for the first time last year. Uh, I never, like, mm-hmm. finally gone and beaten the final boss, but I finally it did it. Um, it is grindy and long, but I got through it. So the Fatesworn expansion, it adds a new location. Um which there, there were two other expansions for Omlore mm-hmm. that happened back when that game happened in, like, 2012 or whatever. Um, and they also right. added new expansion, like, new areas. And I'd say, like, this is generally about the same size. Um, it's, like, this kind of northern region. I like a lot of the the kind of lore that they set up of, like, this place is older in some cases, than than many parts of Amalur, Mm -hmm. like human or mortal settlements in Amalur. Not the elven stuff, that is definitely way older. Mm -hmm. Um, And these people have kind of lived in this terrible place for a long time and have gotten kind of hardened by it. But just the just the bizarreness of Mm -hmm. like, some characters do come back, and of course they don't have the same voice actors. (laughs) But because, you, you know, you can talk to some NPCs. <laughs> of course not. And they'll have some old dialogue. So, like, the main guy who's with you, I can't, Ar- Argatha or whatever, he comes back. He's, like, one of, like, three characters that come back, though. And you talk to him, and he's got this new voice. And then if you, like, talk to him neutrally, you can talk to him about the stuff from the base game. <laughs> and it's the old voice. So he's just, like, going back and forth from, like, one sentence.
0: Uh, I'm yeah, getting the first thing getting I thought of is that Tales Yuri vibes, getting Tales Remastered. of Vessary vibes,
1: uh, and all like the new dialogue options and stuff that were recorded in it. It just is so weird, but the, the so there's a new part of the skill tree that they add. That's like see these fate portals, um, and it seems like the 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 gist of it is like okay, you've broken fate, you've you've overturned fate by by defeating whoever the final boss is, right? But now, mm-hmm. Fate Man, um, now like the Fate Weave is unraveling, and the world is being filled with like chaos magic, um, and so these portals appear all over the map in in the basically in this new area, and then all over the huge map that already existed in Omlore, mm-hmm. um, and part of the game it doesn't seem like it's necessary. Um, there's definitely a reward for it, but it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's super necessary. But you can go Put back that on to the box. every single feel region like it's necessary. in the base game and like do these five challenge portals to unlock this real challenge portal, and then go into this chaos realm and beat a boss and seal it. And by doing that, you get like materials, um, and you you level up your your like chaos level, which is kind of like those fate cards in the background. That, give you buffs like do more damage against, against these chaos enemies. The the real like new thing that they mm-hmm. introduce is these special enemies, these chaos enemies have like a barrier that you have to break with a special weapon. Um and there's you can craft a chaos weapon of any of the the main types. Um but generally it's like okay, well this isn't as strong as the the end game weapon that I had before. So it's like, break the barrier with this kind of weak weapon, and then go in for the kill with your mm-hmm. primary weapon. And then the materials that you get... F- sure, it's just the one, Sounds though. Sounds Destiny-like uh, to me. Like not with all the not in right, it's just like general shields. chaos, and then you just need a general chaos weapon, whatever it is. Mm, oh, okay. Um, but the materials you get from these realms... You can then take to this new crafter um, or, you know, teach yourself to craft with this new skill tree that you have. It's not really a tree. It's just like a, a skill, a, a single skill that you can level up if you like to then craft yourself new chaos weapons that mm-hmm. in theory have the potential to be the most powerful weapons in the game. Right. Um, so it's kind of like it feels kind of like an MMOE endgame grindy thing. Um, but then there's also a story about this guy who like died and came back, similar mm-hmm. to you, uh, and it's like some kind of other parademon or whatever. Uh, and I have not seen where that went, but I, I mos- mostly I jumped in, did the opening, and then I saw that like oh now you can go back everywhere and f- do all these fate portals. I'm like all right, well. I have to do this because I'm crazy. So I started like just going down from the bottom right corner of the map and start working my way up. Uh, And after doing that for about three hours, I was like, okay, I'm going to stop this now. Um, But yeah, generally kind of a bummer, kind of not what I was looking for. Like I didn't want them to just add a bunch of portals to everywhere that had already exist. Um, But I do like the chaos. I like the idea of the chaos weapons. But it's like you know that's kind of all they added. They just made it so like that one skill that you can get is will let you find the materials for chaos weapons more easily, and all those barrier, those like portals and stuff more easily. Mm -hmm. And then you can craft the new chaos weapons. And then that's like really mechanically the only thing that's different. Um, They did add this new enemy type that's like a big knight dude. Um, and he's pretty tough, but but that's 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 really it, you know. Some new quests and stuff, new area that is not super special, I would say. But
0: yeah, yeah. Marketing. I feel like anything. it got zero hype or any like real yeah, uh, like pre- marketing to it, um, which never is a good sign, but I, I had totally forgotten about it until you uh, put it down. And honestly, Kingdoms of Amalur: Re-Reckoning will always just be the game that uh, I associate with uh, Greg Miller reading my review are <laughs> kind of funny games. Uh,
1: yeah, it's... I, I wish that um, game got, like, a proper so second yeah. chance. I, I think it could be... Especially with stuff like that Kingdom Hearts has done and all these other yeah. franchises have done since... Uh, a sequel to that game and maybe that's what they mm. were thinking of when they when they made that dlc
0: i would like a sequel like i still would i would 100 percent be down for a sequel to that game and like i didn't think re-reckoning was bad it just it just made it so it was easier to play as opposed to being like a yeah, well-crafted it was like a minimal remaster effort yeah it was very minimal effort but like I said, it was just it. It was instead of being the best way to play it, it just yeah. was more the easiest way to play it. Um, still a good game. I still recommend trying it out. I don't know. I don't remember it if wasn't. the DLC was free. <laughs> I'll tell you. Or if it's you thirty dollars. Okay. I believe. Well, I don't know if I would pay for it. I would definitely not pay thirty dollars. Yeah, I did, I did for it for you all out there. I think. I know this. <laughs> we appreciate it. We will always appreciate it. That's why you're my my glorious assistant professor to, to take these hits for us. Um, but I would say Re-Reckoning if, when it's on sale or something to definitely snag it if you haven't played it. Because I, I do think it is worth playing. I It has a lot of per-the-era systems and kind of feel to it, but it's, it's still fun. Um, it has some charm yeah, to it. Agreed.
1: It's worth playing um, the DLC, maybe not.
0: <laughs> for myself, yeah. Yeah. Maybe if it like goes on sale for like five bucks. I don't know. I definitely wouldn't pay 30.
1: Yes. I would say yes. Look at it. If you're curious. Then.
0: Yep. Um, for me, the games I've been playing the past month, uh, I touched on Final Fantasy 14 um, played and kind of finished working through SMT five for the guide stuff, continue to play um, Divinity original sin two every Monday or most Mondays with my crew um, i ab- still loving that. Um, recently I played conveniently, I did do this because of the, um, birthday, which conveniently is today, Final Fantasy VII. Um, I replayed Final Fantasy VII, the original, for the first time in like probably a decade or two. Um, yeah. start to finish, I did it with, um, the four job fiestas kind of, uh, challenge kind of playthrough where each character gets assigned a class. Which basically just says you can only equip this materia. It was fun. It was. It wasn't as much of a challenge. Um, enemy skill materia is super strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, still OP. Still OP. Uh, but no, it was a lot of fun revisiting it. Uh,
1: yeah, what still a great, absolutely what a great love idea it. for a materia uh, enemy skill. It's just so great.
0: Oh yeah. Um. Let's you. Let's you be a blue mage. It's all. It's all good. Who's um, the blue mage class? Um. It was red thirteen.
1: Uh, that kind of makes sense
0: red was red was my uh, blue mage so i like it it, it kind of like randomly assigns each character oh, okay. so when you sign up it randomly assigns each playable uh party member a job um like my cloud was a sage so he had access to all green materia and then master summon um and there's others like Barrett was a ninja so he could do throw he could do a couple things um i didn't use him much i used yuffie who was my knight so she could cover um and i just made it so she did all my physical damage and then i kept cloud and red 13 for my magic and it really wasn't uh was not too bad nice
1: anything surprise you about ff7 coming back to it all these years later
0: um there's there is a whole lot more scenes that I can't wait to see in a remake fashion. Yes. Um, like Tiefen Scarlet slap fest on top yes. of the makeup. That er, whole secret. I'm so excited um, about dude. Yeah. Everything with um, the weapons. The weapons. Yeah, I, I can't wait for uh, the dude to get run over by the truck. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. The uh, space guy. After you steal the, you fight him, and then you steal the tiny Palmer. Yeah, Yeah. you you fight him, then you go on to steal the tiny Bronco. But he starts to run away, then he gets just, just a semi truck (laughs) comes out of nowhere and runs him over.
1: Yeah, like the whole uh, Sapphire weapon attacking, uh, Junon Harbor is like, yeah, I'm so. And to be fair, like I remember back when FF Seven came out, that was the visual set piece of that game. Yeah. Um. So like. I can't imagine how buck wild that's going to be. And you know that that's probably going to end up actually being a fight in remake. So I, I am just so excited to see what it looks like.
0: Yeah. Like all the like I can't wait for all those fights. Like even um, Yuffie being like sick on the um, yeah. airship or having to whistle and train the dolphin. So it'll jump out and take you to the, the stuff or the parade scene where Clouds disguise. I can't wait to see Barrett in his little yeah. sailor outfit or red thirteen truck balancing yeah. on two legs. All that stuff's gonna be um the uh City of the Ancients.
1: Just the music um, for that too. I like and the,
0: Yeah, Cosmo mm-hmm. Canyon and all that. I just there's so there are so many parts that it's like, how are they gonna do and- this? I can't wait to see how they do it with the the Golden Saucer, how they'll do Kate Sith, how they'll do just so much stuff. It was it was a lot of fun to revisit, and
1: it's stuff like Golden Um, Saucer and Bugenhagen's like breakdown of what the fuck's going on. Like you know that those things are gonna be bigger, better, and more crazy in remake. So it's just like oh, I cannot wait.
0: Yeah. Or the like weird purple sage guy that yeah. you have to chase in the city. Ancients, um, yeah. Like,
1: who is that dude? Like,
0: yeah. Um, there's just there's just so much that I can't wait to see. Yeah.
1: What uh, for me, I like Niebelheim is always like, um, at the forefront yeah. of my thoughts. Of like, God, I can't wait to see that. Oh.
0: Mhm. Oh. Hopefully, it sounds like this year we we'll, we will see something. We will yeah, get some have a teaser sort of trailer
1: update. by the end of the year, which um, is cool.
0: Yeah. yep um and really the last thing is something i played only recently and it was the demo the first chapter of monarch uh from nis that is currently available um it it's uh it's got some mess to it um it's it it so first off this game tried really hard to be persona (laughs) um The best thing it has going for it is it's combat. It's a bit more of a tactical combat, but you, like, create these constructs that fight alongside you, and then they can, like, counterattack. The combat's fun. I enjoy that. But it's, like, there is some heavy, messed up, like, imagery and kind of themes going to it. And it's not, like, gory and stuff, but, like, you see students throwing themselves off the roof of the school, like, committing suicide. It's all about mental breakdowns and you go into like this mist has taken over the school and you have to kind of go through it but it's kind of making you go through like mental breakdown it increases like your insanity or your madness gauge and like you'll see students kind of locked in or up in this mist and they're going through like anxiety attacks they're stressing about like school and having to study or do this or they're not going to graduate just banging their heads on the, the wall and it, like in combat, if your madness gauge tops out at a hundred after a turn or two, if you can't cure it, they go through a breakdown and they just like die. Like it's they just. It's kind of like lose. um. Um. Darkest dungeon. There it's is very intense. S- yes. Yeah, it is, and it's like there's a a, a self heal skill called electrotherapy and it's just like it's very unsettling like i w- i wasn't going in thinking i was going to be seeing things like suicide like so per- like right in your face like seeing three people standing on the edge of the school and then they just like jump off cuz yeah, they're stressed out it's like things like that is like ooh
1: that's a lot for me in particular right? i don't i so, don't so, yeah, know about
0: yeah, and and it's like it's <laughs> it only the goes first down chapter. from here. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's they drop you right in with very little information on what's going on or why you're there. You're just like this amne amnesiac, amne- I can't say the word. It, you don't remember who you are, but it's like you have this power to because this rhyming stuffed creepy rabbit who talks in alliteration and rhymes it's like your monarch and gives you the power which is called authority and then you have to deal with your ego which is like your persona which boosts th- it's very strange it really drops you in with very little um, information and then it it's very strange but my biggest takeaway is like I like the combat I like how you can grind in it it's themes. Yeah are way too dark <laughs> like it deals with stuff like persona like persona 5 we'll use that as an example, dealt with things that were very serious and deep as well i mean you had like kind of like the implied sexual assault with uh Kamoshida. you had um ann's friend uh, trying to commit suicide as well but that's all shown off screen. It's like, it dealt with serious topics, but it wasn't as like,
1: I think that, it gave you a lot of context and... for it. Right. Like, I think that yeah. that helps a lot. It's like, you know, these kids are being abused. You're watching them. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of dialogue scenes between, cause I'm also playing persona five right now, but you know, I didn't have to talk about it, but you know, yeah. you see on uh, uh, and, and her friend talking uh, like a lot of before that that kind of event happens Mm -hmm. you see how depressed she is you see how tough she's going through it like they definitely set up like you kind of know that that she's about to drop so it doesn't surprise you is a big part of it but also it does feel like it lives within the context and then after the fact they they talk about it you know and uh in in on's like socially she comes back to the rooftop with the girl and, and she's like i feel like i didn't have anywhere to go like i was just screaming at myself inside it's like yeah that's that is like yeah so the, the, I think they gave it the the kind of breath that it needed um, it's tough if it's like mm-hmm. one of the first things you see is just like three kids kill themselves like that's just a lot
0: yeah and it's you don't see their faces or anything in in the color palette in this game it's very muted it's a lot of blacks and whites and like reds like that's kind of the aesthetic they're going for and it's just on your way there, you see people going through, in essence, nervous breakdowns, like everywhere you walk in like this mist, people going through manic, like panicked episodes of not knowing where they are and just trying not to break, but still breaking. It was, it, it was, I don't and I don't know if NIS or the group behind it from what I played, I don't know if they can properly do those kind of topics and those really heavy, um, subject matters in a way to make them worth it. And well, not worth it, but
1: to be like yeah, respectful. It, I don't them, know. It's in the medium. Yeah. I get
0: respectful. It. That's the word. Yeah. That's tough. Um, it feels like, at least in the the first chapter that in, is included in the demo, that it's there more more for shock value and to give, just convey the the mist makes people crazy and break down.
1: Yeah, usually not the way to go about it, you know? No,
0: no. And it's, it is it is
1: tough, right? Like, I'm sure there are plenty of people that would criticize how Persona 5 went about it as well, but right. I think like, that game clearly makes an effort. To, to set up a context mm-hmm. and, like, to be truthful and honest to the characters that you have in it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, but, yeah, so that's Monarch. Um, that's also the main game is coming out this month. We'll, we'll hit on this shortly. But uh, the demo is available now on PlayStation and Switch. Fire um, beware. Just be aware going into it, especially if you are sensitive um, to those Topics and subject matters. It's,
1: it's, and it sounds very triggering. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's it's very in your face. Very triggering. But, but that is all I have played. So let's move on to the games that are coming out in February. First off, exiting early access is Waylanders on February 2nd. Um, now, this game is, I believe we might have talked about it previously, entering early access. But this is the game featuring... It's a party-based RPG filled with Celtic myth and historical legend. Discover thrilling adventure alongside mortal companions and immortal allies as you explore the world of the Waylanders. Um, Looks kind of cool. I kind of dig the art I definitely style. Remember talking um, about this. Looks interesting. Yeah.
1: It's, it's Oh, it's like a top-down. Um, Gotta get it. It does look cool. It looks like it's yeah. got a, a um, keyboard uh, control scheme is and a, a controller time... control scheme as well.
0: Yeah. Apparently, The Waylanders is a time-traveling RPG made by X-Bioware and Telltale developers.
1: I wonder if that like dialogue choice stuff play a big part in it.
0: Um Oh yeah, I remember talking about this with the Tuatha De on yes. and it was right after you had played yeah, something that meant right, it, it was uh, cold steel. I,
1: <laughs> I'll never forget that turn of phrase now. <laughs> yep, I remember that now. <laughs>
0: uh yeah but this is exiting early access um shortly on february 2nd so and currently it's sitting at mostly positive reviews um developed and published by gato studio so check that out if you're interested um next up releasing on ps4 and switch on february 4th is Maglam lord um this is a it looks like a dungeon scrolling um, dating sim kind of visual novel like you can date your party members and you, you can be like an edgy guy and then there's a dude in a Hawaiian shirt with a, like a, a marriage necklace looks kind of weird. Um, you got some you got some chibi dungeons um, you can build relationships and find love among a wonderful cast of characters. Only by seeking a hand in marriage can you avoid the extinction of your kind. So, uh yeah. I know it's yeah. on
1: PS4 as well, but like if you look at the the quality of Switch anime games, this definitely yep. fits right in <laughs> to, like yep.
0: that too. It is uh being it's developed by P-Cube And it's releasing on February fourth for PS four and uh Nintendo Switch. Switch so uh yeah. I guess check that out if you are in interested. Um it's
1: all chibi yeah. and adorable.
0: Yep. And then releasing on February tenth, we have a bunch of games. First up we have the console port of Edge of Eternity. This is an action RPG um that's been on PC for a while. I, I gave it a try. It was a bit rough around the edges, but I'm anxious to see how it's been ported over to um the consoles um uh, very anima or er, very jrpg-esque um
1: i remember this was on my yeah. radar at one point but it is yeah definitely been like in the dark yeah. for a while i'm curious about it, it
0: was i played um a bit on pc it was a bit it was definitely rough around the edges it had some um promise to it and i'm hoping and i think they were going to be improving or kind of um refining it when it comes to consoles but uh yeah it's a budget it's i think it's like 40 bucks um on consoles really pretty yeah it 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 definitely does uh look good um but edge of eternity is releasing on february 10th for playstation 5 playstation 4 xbox one and the series x and s um next one this is probably the the surprise game of the month um One of two, I think there's two that took me by surprise that I wasn't aware of. Both actually kind of releasing um, on the 10th. The first one up is Rise of the Third Power. It's a retro-themed console-style role-playing game loosely based on the political climate of Europe in the late 1930s. The story takes place in the land of Rin during the height of the Age of Sail, following the events that would lead to the greatest war in human history. So you got, you're like pirates, and it's got some really good pixel art, I have to say. Yeah, I was
1: going to say exactly that.
0: Combat looks very good. Like, the sprites in combat look nice.
1: It's got a world map, so you know I'm interested.
0: Yeah. Um, but no, this looks, like, really, really <laughs> uh, impressive. Um, yeah. Uh, each piece of equipment can be found, purchased, or stolen. is a permanent, unique upgrade for each character. Instead of purchasing replacements, the player purchases upgrades. No more buying that awesome helmet back in town, only to stumble stumble over a better one in a treasure dungeon. Each character has three equipment slots with eight upgrades each, with 192 to find in total. Interesting. Yeah. No, oh, the this looks, looks very. <laughs> I'm intrigued
1: yeah i i've not heard of anything on this one so i'm curious like when people get their hands on it what it's gonna be like but the yeah. map is definitely like straight out of chrono trigger
0: Mhm. yeah this one definitely has like even the size of the sprites are very it's very chrono trigger-esque um but you got eight characters um eight playable characters built from scratch uh each one comes to uh each character comes with their own strengths and weakness um and I all are meant to participate in battle simultaneously. Um you can each combine each character's unique powers and disadvantages, analyze your abilities of your foes, set your formation and charge into battle. Um, but yeah, this this game looks very impressive, I have to say. I'm
1: It's coming to switch too. This could be a great switch yeah, game.
0: Yeah. I could definitely see this being a, a really, really good switch game. But yes, this is Rise of the Third Power, releasing on February tenth, twenty twenty-two, on PC, um, and uh, Switch and Xbox One and PS Four. So, give this a check out. I think I will be. Um, I'm very, I'm very curious about this yeah, game.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll follow up with you. Yeah.
0: Um, the next game we have, also on February tenth, is basically a uh, Legend of Zelda Minish Cap.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at a trailer right now. <laughs> very uh, much so.
0: It is. Uh, but you play, like, even the character art is very reminiscent of Link from Breath of the Wild. It's a blonde um, swordswoman um, wearing a blue tunic carrying a sword. Uh, but it has the pixel style and kind of asp- or um, look of Minish Cap for Game Boy Advance. Looks very good. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, Uh, It looks very polished,
1: simpler side, but it looks fun.
0: Yeah, looks like a Game Boy Advance game, like like a touch above, like just just, there's a lot more detail to it. But I'm definitely getting Minish Minish Cap vibes.
1: Yeah, you got multiple items to switch to. Mm -hmm. Some kind of dungeons. It looks like and upgrades will be permanent. So.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that is Ocean's Heart. Check it out on February 10th. We're going to breeze through these A because we know all about the games, but also I have a um rather deep-seated hatred for how they're doing this. Um <laughs> but the cloud version of all the Kingdom Hearts games are coming to Switch on February 10th. I understand for Kingdom Hearts 3 and remind I I, I have an intrinsic disappointed view Of uh, 1.5 and 2.5 and really most of 2.8 being cloud releases yeah a lot of folks Um. were
1: saying uh, or inferring that you know Square has their 60fps better version so they don't want to sell the the worst PS3 version ported to Switch Um, which I understand to some extent you know at the end of the day if you have somehow made it to 2022 and have not played a single Kingdom Hearts game I don't think you're going to be playing them on Switch. I don't think that's well, going to be your entrance.
0: Yeah, well, considering you're going to be paying probably close to two to three times as much for the same games you could get in a package on PS4 or Xbox, that's ridiculous for a a lesser version. Yeah,
1: yeah just get a yeah. Series S and and yeah. try these games out yeah. that way. That is my recommendation. Do not play. Uh, these cloud I've heard versions. they are rough. Um, like, I'm I mean, sure they're but, fine, but they're not. They're just not. I've 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 seen some fake videos that I found out were fake that that made it look rough. But um, I I recently like mm-hmm. took a look at the other cloud stuff that um that's been on yeah. Switch and and it's like the best that you can hope for no, is fine. Especially if you're going to be uh, charging. And that's not as what you should do you for Kingdom Hearts.
0: Um, but yeah, don't get them. Veto Switch Cloud. Yes. Protest until they bring like legit copies over um but those are all coming in february 10th now i feel like february 10th is the uh the day of spiritual homages to previous games we had your chrono trigger like game with rise of the third power sure. you had your legend of zelda uh minish cap with ocean's heart now we have eglia rebirth which is like i'm getting strong legend of mana vibes <laughs> Like, from the visuals and, like, how yeah, you place your maps. Just visually It looks very cool. Like, you raise creatures, and it looks like it has a lot of charm. Um, very, very um, strong um, Legend of Mana vibes. Um, but looks interesting. I'm intrigued. So yeah. check that out on February 10th as well. So next up, February 11th, the very next day, in case you were, weren't were playing any of those, like, eight games that came out the day before, Lost Ark is finally releasing on PC here in the West. This is the action RPG MMO that a lot of people are digging, a lot of people are really liking. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Tony, one Tony Horvath has told me he's very excited for this, but that doesn't surprise me. This it's a Korean MMO.
0: <laughs>
1: anyone who knows his history with yeah. Black Desert Online knows that this shouldn't surprise anyone.
0: No, this is it's published a, the by same Amazon
1: publisher uh, as BDO.
0: Yeah, uh, but it's overwhelmingly oh, positive, okay, okay. and it, and it does look really cool. I'm anxious to try it. It is a free to play game. Um. With more like an action Diablo-esque system to it, but a lot of MMO uh, things too to it. So uh...
1: yeah, there was like um, like an overseas network test that Tony proxied into um, that he told me about, and he described some specific Mm -hmm. mechanics to it that did seem very cool, actually. (laughs) But I do not remember anything.
0: I'm sure they were cool, (laughs) but yes. US or North American players can finally play Lost Ark when it releases on February 11th uh, on PC. Next up, we have Infernax uh, releasing on PS5, the Series X, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on Valentine's Day. Now this game looks very cool. It's kind of got like a uh, Castlevania-esque system um, mixed with like a Shovel Knight RPG mechanic like stuff, multiple endings it's a lot of cool stuff i'm very excited um to check this one out Uh, i'm actually looking at potentially having the writer for this game come on an rpg you soon to talk all about it um but yeah it looks very good
1: yeah i've never heard of this Uh, one looks
0: very good it does look pretty sick it's very good the oh, trailer yeah.
1: has you getting murdered in a bunch of different ways, which is should very be
0: fun. should be pretty, pretty cool. But that is Infernax releasing on Valentine's Day. Um, and now we talked a little bit about this earlier in the games we were playing uh, previously. But the follow up to Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon Forbidden West launches on the PS4 and PS5 on February 18th. Uh, go ahead, Alex. Talk about it, I guess
1: uh yeah very excited um i it's weird because people talk about like the horizon story and how great they think it is and and i think it's fine but there are definitely parts of horizon zero dawn that i i think are the most interesting parts specifically uh my boy lance reddick who's also (laughs) going to be in destiny (laughs) this month which is very fun Uh, He plays Silence, who's like the... He is similar to Aloy in that he is kind of over the BS uh, kind of godification of the machines. Um, And they, I think, are now being kind of set on opposite paths, where he kind of helped you out in Zero Dawn. Going to the Forbidden West, San Francisco. It seems like there will be other locations, like the Redwood Mm -hmm. Pines maybe will, will be a location north of San Francisco um and stuff like that underwater you've got better build climbing you've got a grappling hook you've got a a glider now um yeah i feel like everyone who knows about horizon is is already excited about this but i'm yeah i'm stoked i i like that game a lot that first game i just think that parts of it could be made a little bit Mm -hmm. easier to play and all of the side quests are, are kind of like, they don't really give you anything mm-hmm. for doing them. There are some good stories in there, but... Um, and those are, like, the two things that they've been, like, very vocal about. Like, better rewards and then better progression. But, yeah, six different skill trees in this as opposed to the kind of... There were three in the original, but they weren't really skill trees. They were just kind of, like, get these upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping... I didn't care for a lot of the RPG mechanics in the first game, but I think that's exactly where a sequel can mm-hmm. can kind of make that stuff better. Um, and some of the outfits in this game are mm-hmm. hot. I will say, there's like a red outfit that they show in that trailer that I think is like the coolest outfit I've nice. ever
0: seen. Uh, but yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn, or excuse me, Horizon Forbidden West, releases on February 18th um now we talked a bit about this uh when in the game i was playing monarch monarch releases on ps5 ps4 switch and pc on february 22nd in north america and on the 25th in europe it is nis's persona maybe with serious dark maybe tones that really yeah, should maybe
1: maybe try the try demo, the demo first.
0: see uh see how you do and then if you're interested pick it up um but yes, Monarch releases the 22nd and 25th, so check that out. On the 23rd, Edge of Eternity is coming to Switch via the cloud version, and really the biggest game of um, of the year, or er, one of the biggest games of the year. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, definitely you... the biggest of February. Elden Ring finally comes out February. Yeah, 5th.
1: and it's a big month, you know. <laughs> um, Dying Light Two somewhere in here. I think it might not have made um, our list, but
0: yeah, that one comes out this Friday as well. Um, that one's on the fourth. Uh, but yeah, but, Elden but Ring. Elden, I more have,
1: importantly, I, Elden Ring. I
0: have taken. I have requested the day off, um, the Friday. Nice. That Friday off.
1: Um, I'm. I will be off that whole week, but you know, it's gonna be a busy week for me. Yeah trying to get ready for this day one raid that we're going to try and attempt the week after Witch queen launches. Oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, uh, Elden ring. I'm what Where? are you excited? Are you now super nervous? Excited. Cause you've had enough time.
0: I am super excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited from. I just the very little li- Like I kept what I watched from that, like private beta, very minimal. Um, sure. But yeah, it's like, I'm so ready. I am so ready for this game. I
1: watched a lot of that, the, the, the beta mm-hmm. footage, a lot, a lot, probably more than I should have. Um, but what I like about that is it was just, like, one little part of the map, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I really, I haven't watched anything since because I know it's like, I'm good. They put out a new uh, trailer because Game is doing their, their February cover on it, um, which just seems like overkill. We get it. It's going to be good. <laughs> I'm not worried yeah. about it. Um, but no, I, I, I saw that they like showed off, like, I guess the next major dungeon, but I've still only seen that first one and, and I'm good. Like, I don't need to see anything else. Um, so just to know that there's like four or five more of those kind of main dungeons and then there's Mm -hmm. just like a whole ass world between them, you know? Yeah. I'm just so excited to just walk around on my horse and find stuff
0: expect us to talk uh our initial impressions uh next month syllabus yeah Um, we'll be we'll have that to talk to have some
1: thoughts for sure
0: yeah oh definitely one way or the other we'll have thoughts but yeah if if you are listening to this podcast you probably are well aware that elden ring is coming out this month so yes um releasing on february 25th um now also on the 25th rip this game uh is atelier sophie 2 the alchemist of the mysterious dream releasing on ps4 switch and pc i guess this is a very different audience yeah i was gonna say you know the, the same audience different. though <laughs> um but yes uh, the next uh, sequel direct sequel um, in the atelier series is atelier sophie 2 um i haven't played the first one it must be pretty good if they're getting a sequel
1: yeah uh, i know atelier sophie yeah. is about a specific character named sophie uh, yeah, and I don't know what her story entails, but you know, more power to her. She
0: probably had to save her shop by using or alcohol.
1: you know, forgetting everything. Probably Amnesia had a had a part to play in it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Atley or Sophie fans or Atelier... Adelier, Sophie, or Adelier fans, you have a new Adelier game to look forward to on February 25th, releasing on PS4, Switch, and PC on the 25th. Um, also releasing this month, um, Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons is getting a new expansion. Ooh, wow. i um, surprised that it's still yeah. getting expansions.
1: <laughs> Very surprising. I can't um, believe they don't have a date yet.
0: Um, yeah. it's 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 just... February 2022. Um, but yeah, so it's the third expansion, which is shocking because I figure it would have had a lot more by now. But I guess it hasn't really been. I I used to play this. Like, I have the strategy guide for this game. It's true. I believe I used it. used to play it. Haven't played it in probably a decade. Eh, five years. I it's
1: don't even remember time. when Guild Wars uh, 2 initially came out. It was like 2009 or something, I feel like.
0: Something like that. I don't remember. There's enough people to warrant another uh, expansion, so good on you, Guild Wars. I do see Guild
1: Guild Wars fans uh, out there occasionally, yeah. and I'm like, you know what? I'm happy for you.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still getting it's still streamed on Twitch and and everything. So go for it, Guild Wars fans. And last, uh, coming out, I think the 22nd it was. I don't know. I can't remember, but. Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remastered is coming out. It's Final Fantasy VI. It's going to look damn pretty. It's going to have a horrendous font, and it's only on pc written <laughs> mobile right now. It's Final Fantasy VI. Yes. Play it. Some
1: might argue it's the best one. I would not be one of those people, but more power to them.
0: Yeah. And I- Yes. It'll be glorious. I'm very anxious to see what they've done with the HD, or the new sprites, but yeah, it's Final Fantasy VI. Just, I will you know what you're bonus into. round
1: in here as well on February 22nd. Destiny 2: The Witch Queen expansion does launch. Uh, yes. Get your glaive, you enter Savathun's throne world, and take back the light. Those are all things.
0: Those are all things. I'm anxious for to hear you and Mike tell me about Destiny. It's good. Here in like five.
1: Minutes. <laughs> that's that's just what we're gonna say over and over again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Excellent. It's it's good. Good. That'll make it. That'll make for easy editing. I'll just hear. I'll just snip one time yep, you guys say "happy It's good them. actually. It'll be great. Yep, perfect. But that is going to do it for this month's syllabus. Alex, yeah. thank you so much for joining me. today. Yeah, I missed it's it. I missed a it in,
1: in February we'll or out. January. I knew you're you're living your life. Yeah.
0: We didn't do one in January, so. But it was it was fun. Um, yeah, it happened. So happens. we both missed it. You were moving. So, you were like living listener. your life, man. I know. I. This is actually tonight is the last time I will be recording RPGU yeah. in my apartment. Next time it will be in my house. Our big move is this Rest Saturday. In peace,
1: droopy so. shelves.
0: Oh, I know droopy shelves. No more. Always in our hearts, but thank you to each and every one of you who's listened today. We really appreciate it. If you have any RPGs you'd like to share directly with us on Twitter, feel free to tweet us at underscore RPG University, or you can share directly with me at SolidSnake120. As always... Yeah! As always, just gonna <laughs> yeah, leave it fill there. It. Fill no it with magic. You fill it in. You fill it in. As always, yeah, fill it in with whatever you want. As always there there's some silence for you to fill in whatever you'd like but yes that will do it as always everybody be safe be kind to one another class dismissed